It's another edition of the Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by Penalty Box Radio. My name is Matt Best, and let's check in with the fellas right now. We've got Christian Marin. Christian, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, Matt. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm all right. And we have Nick Andrade. Nick, what's going on? Well, I'm still crying that the Leafs lost to a Zamboni driver, but other than that, I'm okay. Should we start with that instead of the trade deadline and then just go into the trade deadline? Because I think you and I need to yell about that a bit and Christian needs to roll his eyes about it. Um, To recap, if you haven't heard, the guy's all over national news for some reason. David Ayers comes into the game after Carolina's goalies both get injured as the emergency backup goaltender or the e-bug. And you would think that Joe Blow coming off the street, 42 years old, you'd be able to score on him. Tavares goes five-hole on him. The Leafs look like they're going to start coming back. But then you remember they're the Leafs, and they just don't know how to play hockey anymore, which is the most frustrating thing ever. Um, This has to be rock bottom, right, Nick? Uh, I don't know if it's rock. Okay, I don't think it's rock bottom because they're still in a playoff spot at the end of the day. Right. I mean, like this has to be the turning point, though. Yes, it's literally, especially after the Penguins game, uh, when they won 4 nothing, everyone was riding high, like, oh, it looks like they smartened up, and then after, you know, the Zamboni fiasco, it just seems like they are just at another level of suck. Yeah, I mean, at the start <laughs> of the game, when they put the, or when they put the Zamboni driver in, I was like, oh, it'd be kind of neat if he won. I didn't really mean it, like, it's a cool story now, yeah, sure, but... Holy shit, how do you lose to a Zamboni driver? Yeah, uh, cr- the first like two shots they, they scored, so you're like, okay, this is how it's going to go. And then, Car- like, credit to Carolina, they really just, you know, stomped on the Leafs after that. And yeah. They just like, didn't yeah. give them any space at all, but at the same time, like, they were just awful. I it don't wasn't know what even... was thinking either, going out there. <laughs> oh, I that know. Was the stu- that's so stupid. Goes out and gets a concussion on just a dumb play. Yeah. You don't need to be running out of your net. And for me, like, it's not even that the Leafs were horrible. It was that the Hurricanes forechecked hard. They backchecked hard. Like, no, they Matt, treated that like it was a playoff game. The Leafs were still horrible. They could not Oh, get... no, they were They were terrible. They yeah. were absolutely garbage. I agree with you 100%. It looks like they were all sleeping in the offensive zone. Yep. And then they Keith puts out the third and fourth line towards the end to send his first and second line a message. It just the team is abysmal to a point right now where it's tough to watch. I saw yep. a thing on Twitter, and someone had a thing. It was like, who would you rather have, Dubis and Keefe, or would you have Lamorello and oh, uh, enough with Babcock? That bullshit. Get Did you see here. that? Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that Nick's tweet? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't even. I, give me the loss of the emergency backup goaltender twice before I take those two old farts back on the team. Hundred um, I just love. I just love that. So, for those of you who don't live in Toronto and deal with Leaf fans on the daily, when the Leafs win one, two, maybe three games, you know that rare thing for them in a row. Hey, uh, the parade is planned. The division champs, conference championship banners are being made. As soon as they lose a game, it's all it's all of a sudden we're doomed. Is this a playoff team? But the fact that they lost to the backup goalie, not even the backup goalie, sorry, the emergency goalie, it's the now pan- panic at an all-time high in Toronto. It's yeah. now, should we just 
bust this season, you know, go for the lottery pick. And I'm kidding about the lottery pick, but, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. The Leaf fans, their positive, positivity around the team is at is nowhere, and the negativity is at an all-time high after losing to an emergency goalie. Yeah, and people are comparing it, saying, like, it's the worst moment in Leafs history. I still think Game Seven's the worst. You cannot compare the two. This yeah, is no, a regular yeah. season game, and you go move on the next day, and you can still make the playoffs. Game 7 it, was just bullshit. It's more embarrassing than anything. Yeah, yeah, this is completely embarrassing. This is more embarrassing than blowing a lead. This is just you blew the game because you're dog shit at playing hockey, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Um, Christian, you're on the outside looking in compared to Nick and I, so we probably have just blinders on right now. No. Um, if you were to pinpoint one thing with the Leafs and what's wrong with them, what would you say it is? What's wrong with the Leafs? Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> for the first half of the season, when there was that little bit of panic, I I really didn't understand it. I thought that they were a playoff team and were going to be okay, just find, yep. find their way. Um, I, th- I, I honestly... The size thing, I know it's not a big thing anymore in the NHL, but, like, I watched a lot of the Stars games, and, like, they're a big team, and, like, they'll they'll go and, like, guys will go to hit them from other teams, and they'll, they'll hold their ground, and the other guy goes down. The Leafs yeah. don't even throw hits in games. Now they got Kyle Clifford, at least, which was a nice pickup for someone that they needed in terms of that aggressive play and someone that's going to have their back. Um, I, I don't know. I think that... I think that... They do lack some of that size where they can't play as physical, but they've also had no backup goalie all, all season long. Um, yeah. That hurt them big time. And their 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 defense core um, isn't isn't as deep as it could be. Um, some of these guys, you, you don't even know. I don't even know some of these guys that are, who are even playing in the lineup for them sometimes. I know you guys are probably the same, um, but you now know their names because they've been there so many times. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of things to, to pinpoint here. There's some bad contracts too, which leads to um, not being able to bring in other guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a few things in my mind that I've just kind of thrown out there. What do you guys think? The, the way For I, me, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, the way I look at it is, I'm, and I know that uh, Kyle Lewis is under a lot of pressure, but like, he got the team another a right-handed defenseman who legitimately, like Tyson Berry, is could have been a star for sure. Uh, found more depth with with Alex Kerfoot and whatever he may he had to make that trade. You know he locked up his four superstars regardless of of whatever money uh, they got or whatnot. Uh, they still had Morgan Riley. They still had a lot of depth, and I think Kyle Dubas did everything he could to make this team work. But I feel like for some reason, I don't know. And again, they can make the playoffs. You know, they can make a run somehow, and and who knows what happens. But it's just the way it, it looks. Is it's just there's something off about this team, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think it's it's it, weird. There's so many things. Yeah, I'm. I look at it like it feels like secondary they scoring. Have a collection. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you go. We ahead. like both pause to make sure. Uh, no, but like secondary secondary scoring is like non-existent for this team right now. Like Jason Spezza is, I think, like their their highest scorer apart from their top four. I'm I'm not yeah, sure I'm, about I'm that. Like, at, but I'm looking right now, and like if you count Kapanen as part of the top six, because he spent a lot of the time this season up there. Mm-hmm. Kerfoot has 27 points. 
Spezza has 23. And then after that, it's Soupman McKay of a 23, who's yeah, been see? out for a long time. That's not good enough. And you go down, Engvall disappeared. Frederick Gauthier needs to stop playing hockey at the NHL level also. That's just not a thing anymore. Uh, Dennis Mulligan, no points. Clifford, two points. And going back and circling back to what Christian said about the Leafs' size, they're top 10 in actual height and weight, like average height and weight in the NHL. But the problem is they don't use it. So you have yeah. big dudes like skating around like Jason Spezza, who's not a big dude when he plays hockey. He's yeah. just the he, he Spezza, yeah, like right? They, they've got the size, but they don't they don't play with the size. Yeah. And like I watched exactly it was it was the Hab I think it was the Habs and, and uh, Stars game I was watching. Someone on the Habs went behind the net and tried to like deck Heiskanen, and Heiskanen literally just stood his ground and knocked the dude right back down. And you don't think as Miro Heiskanen as someone who's like. A big body, but you play you play with like a certain a weight. Like your team has that whole mentality. Uh, they have that very defensive mentality too, and and that's how they play. Especially with someone like Jamie Ben leading the way for them in terms of like how that team plays. He hasn't really been the same point getter that he was a couple of years ago, but he still brings that mentality of like a good captain that you need, and it brings it around the leadership. Um, I know they haven't had much to brag about either in, in playoff success, uh, just like the Leafs. Um, but I don't know, like Morgan Riley, he, he started off hot and he started off looking like old Morgan Riley a little bit. And then he kind of went down a bit. And once Babcock left, he looked like a completely different player. And then Tyson Berry then elevated into that role that Morgan Riley had. And he didn't quite hit what Morgan Riley did last year. So that also put them back a step, too, in terms of, like you said, that secondary scoring that they're even getting from the back end. That, that's not there now. Yeah, the, the biggest thing is, like, Morgan Riley needs to come back and just play Morgan Riley hockey. Not last year Morgan Riley hockey, because I knew when that was going on that that was just an anomaly in itself. He was playing out of his mind. I mean, you look at him and Giordano this year. Of course, Morgan Riley's injured. But Giordano is not having the same season he did last year. Defensemen are finicky like that, in my opinion. I think that they can have an unbelievable season and then just tail off. I mean, look at guys like Eric Carlson. Look at Brent Burns. And I know the Sharks are just well, shit Well, look at Mike year. Green. Look at Mike and Green. Mike Green. But uh, credit to Mike Green for staying around for so long and just being able to adapt. And his yeah. boy Kenny Holland loves him. Like... This Leaf team is just perplexing. Let's uh, let's wrap it up with just this real quick. Do they make the playoffs? 72 points, they're in the Atlantic as of right now. I, they're too talented to not make the playoffs. Honestly, I, 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 I feel better about them than I, feel, than I do about my bold pick of the Florida Panthers last time <laughs> we spoke. As soon as you I, said that, they have just lost every well, game. Not, not like the Leafs have done any better. It's not like they they went oh, far God, ahead no, and beyond points. them. So the greatest thing is that as much as they struggled, the Leafs have struggled just as much. So it's yeah. not like. But hey, I said they were gonna go on that run and uh, fight for the division, and now they're just hoping to get into the playoffs. So I have more faith in the Leafs than I have of the Florida Panthers at this point, for what it's worth. Yeah, Nicholas, how are you feeling about them in the playoffs? Yeah, again, same thing. Like uh, Florida and Buffalo are, you know, below them in the standings. And do I think that they, either of them, will be able to overtake the Leafs? I don't think so. I, again, like we, we look at it too. A lot of this, a lot of this problem stems from Freddie Anderson. You know, he can't make a save. Um, 
So maybe if, if he gets on a hot streak or or maybe if they go to Jack Campbell, maybe maybe he, he puts him on a run too. But I, I just don't, again, like, I, I, I will wait to see what happens, but I really don't see them not making the playoffs. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of Leaf fans are kind of just, their hands are in the air and they don't think the Leafs have a chance this year. So regardless of they, if they make the playoffs or not, I think, you know, morale is low and, and people are going to think they're most likely going to get eliminated in the first round, which I can't. I can't contradict that statement, but who, you know who knows what happens. Yeah, I mean, 19 games left, a, a little two-game win streak, and you know how Leafs Nation is. They'll f- completely forget about all the bad shit that's happened. Um, speaking of bad shit, let's move to the trade deadline. And Christian was telling me before we recorded the podcast that right before Kovalchuk was traded to the Washington Capitals, you dropped him. Uh, well, we're go so through. I dropped him. <clears throat> First off, he was on like a six-game pointless skid and then he got an assist uh, my mentality was I worked on Sunday morning and it was like 7.30 in the morning and I was looking and someone had dropped to Foley and he went through waivers so I was like who am I going to drop I'll drop Kovalchuk because even if he does get traded who's really going to pick him up that's going to make that much of a difference that I heard it was Washington I kind of got a little bummed but at the same time <clears throat> I don't think that he's going to be playing these minutes that people are expecting because he's really a Kovalchuk reuniting with Ovechkin type of thing in terms of their Russian connection. I think he's going to be like a third line guy, maybe get some power play time with Ovechkin and see if he can get it done. But at the end of the day, I'm not like, Oh my goodness. I just lost a two point per game player. I hope that doesn't bite me in the ass, but someone dropped 50 out of their $100 of their waiver money on Kovalchuk to pick him up. So wow. let me just okay. say, I'm I don't think he's that much money, and I'll drop him any day for for that for full. I'm looking. Too. I'm, I'm I'm looking right now at their lines. Kovalchuk is on the third line right wing, and he is playing second power play. Yeah, so. and the only reason he was doing what he did in Montreal is because they gave him all the minutes and all the power play time. Yeah, they spoon fed him because they're like, we want to flip you for something, and they got a yeah. third round pick. So the Habs getting a third round pick is incredible for there. Let's just go through all the big trades, and if and I miss any that you guys want to, yeah, they and after the Sabers, yeah. Um, if there's any trades that you guys want to talk about that I just gloss over, let me know and we'll talk about it. Uh, the next one we were talking about earlier is uh, the Oilers acquiring Mike Green for Brodziak in a conditional pick. I don't know if I believe in the Oilers yet. Am I, should I believe in them? Should I like, or should I take a step back? Nick, what do you think about the Oilers this year? I think they made, I think they made a strong push in, in, uh, on trade deadline. Like Anthony CU could potentially be something big for them. Um, and I picked him up on the waivers, on the waiver wire, like right away. Cause I was Me like, too. oh man, if he plays with Conrad David, it's over, buddy. Anthony um, CU could easily pot 30 in a full year with McDavid. Yeah, again, the problem is apparently, like, I, I read an article from uh, some 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 of his teammates in Detroit didn't like the way uh, he played defense, which is why he was minus 45. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I read another thing that uh, some of the players in the locker room said that he has all the speed in the world that he could go around people, but yeah. instead he tries to make, like, the highlight the play highlight and go play. through people. Yeah. Yeah, so, I work with a Red Wings fan, and he going into trade deadline, even he was like, I hope we can flip Ethanisayu for something. So I don't know. I don't but know the thing what about the it, if, he, is there. if he's playing with McDavid, let's say, and then, you know, 
McDavid's getting covered, you know, to the ninth degree, there's going to be a lot more space for him to move. So you never and he's know. Super fast. Exactly. So I mean, him and McDavid on the same line, they're both flying around there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's. They also picked up while we're talking about the Oilers. They picked up Tyler Ennis as well. Yeah, just whatever. some depth scoring for them. Mm-hmm. Out of the three moves, Green, Ennis, and Athanasiu for the Oilers. I think my favorite has to be Mike Green. Uh, the after watching just how important it is to have a good top six, Mike Green's playing third pair for them right now, and he plays second power play unit, and that's all you need from him. I think that's a really good pickup by the Oilers, and it's. Uh, I think it'll be enough to get them solidified in the playoffs. I mean, they're second in the Pacific right now with 73 points. Yeah. I think the Mike Green move is the best one out of the three. Uh, let's move on and check out the Islanders getting John Gabriel Pajot for a first, a second, and a third. I know the third's conditional. The first's also <laughs> conditional because it's top three protected. The second's unprotected. But holy shit, how does he go for a first, second, and third? That just seems that's unbelievable that the Islanders would cash in on Pajot right now on his contract year. Yeah. Like, he's having a career season right now, and they just bought it. Uh, This seems like a clear-cut win for the Senators, who are going to draft everyone in this upcoming draft. (laughs) By the way, do do they have every pick in the first round or what? There's so many. Apparently, they could pick, like, Uh, they could potentially pick first, second, and fourth or something like that. If all goes That'd well, be nuts. wouldn't that be crazy? But as we learned from, but as we learned from the Edmonton Oilers over the last <laughs> yeah. ten years, it means nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you get I, Alex like, Lafreniere, and then what, and then yeah, like it's all about what you do after the draft, though. You got to draft these guys and and turn them into something. You can't yeah. just hope that they're going to be yes, that's God given talent and be hundred point guys. Right. But by the way, like I, uh, I just want to mention like. Ottawa, you know, they got they got lambasted when they traded Carlson and the return that they got. That return, by the way, looks friggin' nice right now with that yeah, San Jose Shark time. pick. Plus uh, that that Pajot trade, like again, like that that like right there is like that's a good get. By the way, do I want yeah. Lou Lamarillo after he trades a first, a second, and third for Jean uh, Gabriel Pajot? <laughs> Not really. Like, did they no, give up? Did, did they get more for Pajot than they got from Mark Stone? Maybe I don't. Uh, so, maybe let me look up the Stone trade real quick. Because if they did, that's insane. All right, the Senators have traded forward Mark Stone to the Golden Knights. Yeah. Come on. Oh my God! I thought you had it right away. No, not yet. Go faster. All right, heading back to Ottawa. Are you on? Are prospect. you on the Athletic, Matt? It's not loading. <laughs> no. Eric uh, Eric Brandstrom, Oscar Lindbergh, and a second round pick. Holy! Yeah. Well, again, we don't know what these picks How are. How the gonna hell turn did into. they get? But still, a first, second, and third for a dude who has forty points this year and his career high is forty three. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I'd Mark Stone got a nine year deal. Go with that. And where's Pajot going to play on this team? Third line. I guess because they have Barzal, line. they have Barzal, Brock Nelson, and now Pajot. 
He's just like a he's yeah, a guy that you want I, I on a think, playoff team, though, right? Like he's a guy who scores in the playoffs, and it's like he's really probably, yeah, he yeah. is, but he's not a first round pick worthy. If if the trade was just a second and a third, <laughs> I don't think we would be looking at it this hard. But the fact that there's a first, I mean, good on the Senators. Speaking of uh, of first round picks, what do you guys think about Barclay Goudreau going for a first? That was wild. <laughs> I don't well, understand. Uh, maybe if it was Johnny I, I was Goudreau. At work and I, well, I was at work, and I said it out loud, and I was like, all right, Goudreau's going through for a first. And everyone looked at me like I was, like, stupid, and I was like, did I, like, pronounce his name wrong? And they're yeah. like, me, they're like, Goudreau? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, not Johnny Goudreau. And they're like, oh. And then I said his name again, and they were like, wait, he went for a first? Yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> – it makes no sense to me. I saw that, and I was like, well, that's a typo. Someone's getting fired when I got the notification. Yeah. This even is... Even on – on our uh, when we posted the graphic too at work, like to announce the trade, all the comments are post the real trade. This is fake. Post the real trade. You're <laughs> lying. Like stuff like that. And it was it was hilarious. The funny thing is, I'm looking at their lines now. He's also going to play on the third line. So a bunch of third liners getting traded for first round picks. I mean. It's great for the Sharks to load up there and get a first rounder out of that. I mean, it's going to be a pick that's what twenty fifth to thirtieth, but what it's is, still it a was first Tampa, round pick. right? Yeah. So it's going to be like yeah. it's probably going to end up being like thirtieth or like yeah. 29th. I mean, it's still a first rounder. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can flip it for more assets. Blah blah blah. Yeah, move up in the draft stuff like that. Um, Patty Marlowe going the Sabres going all in. What about oh, the Sabres Wayne, going all in? <laughs> that made me nervous? so that made me With laugh. Wayne Simmons? I, I was, was like, so confused what? by that. All these teams in the playoff hunt talking about maybe acquiring Wayne Simmons and then the Sabres come out of nowhere and just pick him up. Well, right now, yeah, they're, six points, they're six points out of a playoff spot, so you never know. I mean, if Wayne Simmons is your answer to claw back in the playoffs, I don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, the Leafs... Got Kyle Clifford, and I guess that's their answer. But I mean, if Wayne Simmons is the answer, I don't think he's the answer. But Although, I think that they might think. That yeah, that didn't work out well for. That didn't oh. work out well for Nashville when they went for it. Yeah. No, I do dropped, think though they dropped all that loot on all these guys. That that was a that, those looked like good deals, and they did not pan out well at all. No. I do think, though, their trade later in the day where they traded uh, Connor Sheary and Evan Rodriguez for Dominic Cahoon was a pretty good one. I think Cahoon is the yeah. most talented out of the three. Mm-hmm. Like, Sherry's great, and he knows what he's going to do on the Penguins. He's been there, done that. Yeah. Evan Rodriguez is just solid, but Dominic Cahoon has the most talent out of all of them. And it's weird to me that the Penguins gave up on him because they usually like little guys like that and that they could flip for pretty decent assets. I think it's for, I mean, like... You saw what they did with... Like, familiar, familiarity, right? Maybe, like, Crosby was like, can we get Cheery back? And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, with, with especially with Gensel gone for the yeah, year, too. Yeah, um, yeah. no, that does make sense. I mean, Zucker's been great there, so the Penguins have been quite busy bringing in three new players, four new players, Marlowe, Cheery, Zucker, Rodriguez, all new left-wingers. Um, let's talk about the Marlowe trade, just real quick here. They got a third-round pick for Patty Marlowe. That seems... Pretty damn good, actually, for a dude who's there probably just as a locker room guy. Has 10 goals, 10 assists this year. I mean, the Sharks are waving the white flag as they should and just taking assets for anyone. I'm surprised that Jumbo Joe didn't move, though. Well, he had to he had was, to wave I, his, his, non, his, his note. His non, right. His, 
Oh, I can't even say it. Oh my god, I'm blanking. No movement clause. <laughs> I'm like, non-trade doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> my, my first thought going into the day, I'm like, if the Stars are making any moves whatsoever, it's going to be the announcement of acquiring either Joe Thornton or Dustin Bufflin. You imagine? Because that would be the the ultimate Dallas Stars move. Has has anyone seen what was Duff, Dustin Bufflin looks like 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 lately? Like is I, he? No, no, I've not is, seen any pics. No, I don't know what's okay. going on with him. I hope I hope everything's like yeah. Okay, I hope he's okay like, mentally and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Because I uh, like yeah, you want the guy to be good, mm-hmm, but if he's yeah. just like ah screw it, I don't want to play hockey anymore. Then eh, to each their own. He got paid. Was, he did his yeah, thing. Right. He won his cup. It's like um, I was listening to uh, the Spit and Chicklets podcast, and those guys were saying that after they talked to a few people, they honestly think like Bufflin just doesn't care anymore, and he just yeah, doesn't want to yeah. play hockey, and he just wants to go fishing and eat food, and that's almost verbatim what they said. And like, if you want to do that, cool, but just let people know so you're not yeah, yeah. Cap time, and shit like that, right? You're under a contract and stuff too. You could at least be like, "Look, I'm I'm not gonna do it." Yeah. Um, I believe yesterday too. I think it was. Shovel Day Offset, or someone had mentioned. One of the reporters said that he kind of, they kind of knew from the beginning of the year too that he wasn't going to be playing, but he, there was no definite yes or no from him. Yeah. So that kind of, kind of burned them a little bit. But the Jets have been pretty good without him, though. Still, I thought they were going to be a disaster on the, on the back end, but they've held their own and have, have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. They've been, uh, they've been interesting. They're very streaky. And to the point where when the season started, everyone was like, oh, Patrick Laine can pass the puck now. He's the greatest hockey player. <laughs> um, looking at all these trades, well, Sam Votnin to... goes to the Hurricanes. Yeah, that's those are the her, the Hurricanes, I think, are the winners of, of, of the day for sure. Yeah, yeah they made I, some nice moves. They saw what was wrong. They saw that they had some problems. Also, Brady Shea going for a first-round pick seems kind of high. Yeah, but I mean, if Barclay Goodrow is going for a first and yeah. Pajot is going for a king's ransom, I guess you're going to have to pay for it. But they shored up. They want to make a push in the playoffs. They have everything going for them right now, and if that's the price to pay, it's the price to pay. Meanwhile, the Leafs spend their first-round pick on getting rid of Patrick Marlowe. All right, all um, right. <laughs> but no, but look, look at Carolina's. Look at Carolina's back end. They're without Pesci right now, and uh, and Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton. And yeah. those two guys, like right now, the guys they trade for, they basically have a top four in their top six, and they're still missing two guys. Like that is, I think, the best defense in the entire league right now. It is phenomenal. They have a good mix of puck movers. They have a good mix of size. Yep. They have a lot. Yeah, of Hamilton's going. Play, Hamilton was playing like what, like a top five defenseman this year. Yeah, like, he, was he was playing like insane. Norris candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he was playing unbelievable. And their forwards are good, too. They shore up their third line with Vinny Trocek. They, they look like a good team. We saw them play against the Leafs. When they buckled down, they really buckled down. Yeah. Uh, they're a sneaky pick for me. I think they they could make a lot of noise in the playoffs if they do get in there. I mean, they're two points out of the wild card right now. Yeah. But I think that's a team that made enough moves that they do get in. And I love Svechnikov. I think that kid is unbelievable. Uh, any other trades you guys want to talk about? I'm looking around. There's not any big ones that I really want to bring up. The yeah. Vancouver Canucks acquiring uh, Louis Domingue. When that came through, it was like, that's weird. And then oh. all these reports come out that Markstrom could miss three to four weeks. And yeah. all I thought of was my fantasy team crumbling right before my eyes. <laughs> Did you pick up Thatcher Demko? 
Uh, no, I think he's still chilling there. I'm, I'm in a league where there's 12 of us, 10 are Leaf fans, there's me, and the other guy is a Habs fan. So the Canucks sit there pretty, like, for a while. Like, for instance, Toffoli just got dropped. Markstrom got dropped earlier in this year. I didn't draft him. I picked him up off the waiver wire for, like, 60 bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've got Bishop and Holtby as my other two, so relying on those two now but um yeah that one confused me when it came in the Deming one but now it kind of makes sense but it doesn't at the same time because Demko and Deming are not two guys that are going to keep you atop the standings Deming's not bad I think he's good enough to be like your fourth goalie on a fantasy team or your third goalie I don't think he's that bad I I, I like like Demko was really good at the start of the year mm-hmm. um over time though he kind of started getting exposed a little bit but I yeah. think that um who knows? Maybe with more playing time, he turns into like Merzlikens was doing for for Columbus, oh, where he just needed Elvis. to keep staying in the net and and keep cruising. Yeah, that team is also wild. The Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't understand that team, and it blows my mind. Uh, circling back to fantasy real quick, just a little update. Uh, the one dude in my league has now made two hundred thirteen moves. By the way, wow, two hundred thirteen, and he's in fourth place. And his best players are his best player is Panarin, and then after that, his best player is Mark Stone. So that just tells you how he's working this league and just running through. Oh, it pisses me off. I don't even want to talk about it. It angers me. Um, yeah, fuck. Uh, <laughs> any other trades you want to talk about before I get too heated up? I'm looking around. There's not much that went down yesterday. No, everything kind of happened before, and there was just a lot of movement, yeah. but it wasn't anything big. People were saying, like, this is one of the best trade deadlines. This is nothing compared to, like, when we were younger, and when I was younger, I would take trade deadline off of school. Like, I'd fake sick, oh, and I, I would stay home and just watch the trade deadline because I loved it so much. But I'm sure the kids and are then, doing that still, too. Really? Maybe. Or it's, they probably it's just like, get the updates on their phone. Is like, like is yeah. it like spring break or anything right now? I don't know. I have no idea. No, it's there's just strikes just getting back. Oh yeah, there's strikes. Oh right. I wish this sounds awful. Uh, I wish there were strikes when I was in school. <laughs> what? Okay, Matt. Honestly, sorry that yeah, teachers are, are trying to off like every week. When I yeah, when I, I keep hearing like they'll be off this day, I'm like, yo, that that doesn't seem too bad because. Hey, there were some times in elementary school I had some bad teachers that didn't teach much anyways, and the yeah. day off seemed kind of good, but it does suck for, for what is happening for the actual teachers themselves, but oh, it's, the yeah, students, I, I don't think any six-year-old is like, dang it, I can't go to school today. Yeah, <laughs> I hope one day when I have kids, my kids love school. Um, but yeah, like a free day off every other uh, week is not bad. Just to update our American listeners, in the province of Ontario... The teachers are striking right now against the government because the government wants to cut basically one in four jobs in the teaching industry. Um, if we're talking so to the, been... if we're talking to the, the the people listening in the states, like uh, teachers have it so bad there, don't they? I don't want to get political or anything, but I have no idea. Oh, I thought I, think I mean, there's a lot going like, on politically like even, here. Even, yeah, I don't know. The railroad with the via rail and now teachers training. All, all, Long Matt story cares, short, all Matt cares about is that he gets an extra day off when he was a child. That he doesn't care dude, you know, about people's <laughs> livelihoods. It's I mean, because Matt was in elementary school like five years ago. <laughs> I, I hate this. He was. was not. Do you even? Do you both remember how old I am? 
Yeah, you're like 15, yeah. right? I, you turned, yeah, 23 this year, right? Well, that's it for the Coast to Coast podcast. For Nick Andrade, <laughs> Christian Marin, and myself, we'll catch you next time. I am 25. I almost said 23. We'll see you later. Move!